بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يحده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد فإن أحسن الكلام كلام الله وخير الهدى حدى محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وإن شر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار uh, So this is the 8th lesson on the story of Musa alayhi salam and in the previous lesson uh, we covered the magicians or the sorcerers that Fir'aun had gathered in order to prove to his people to his followers, to his uh, nation, to his entourage, that Musa, as he claimed, السلام, was nothing but a magician when he showed him the two signs, the sign of the staff and the serpent and the sign of the hand. And this was after the debate and argumentation had already concluded and the arguments uh, or the rejection of Fir'aun was proven to be baseless for his rejection of uh, Tawheed and submission to uh, Tawheed. All of that was already proven to be baseless. And then, after Musa al showed him the two signs, uh, Fir'aun gathered sorcerers from all across Misr. And so we discussed the uh, event and the trickery or the, the type of magic that was uh, performed by the magicians. And that when they saw the ayah, the sign of Musa salam, they knew that this was not the working of any of the, you know, the, the tricks or the mechanisms or the things that people can, can devise. Uh, nor is it from the use of jinn. Rather, it is, it is something that is, you know, jinn and men are unable to reproduce. And that's the definition of a, an ayah or a miracle something which is outside the capabilities of the jinn and men to accomplish. So after that, uh, the magicians fell down in prostration. Uh, they accepted Islam and they had been compelled to do the magic. And we saw that Fir'aun threatened them to crucify them. And we mentioned how they actually saw their places in paradise as they were prostrating because they knew that they were going to be killed by Fir'aun uh, due to his arrogance and his uh, oppression. So this now brings us to, and so as they were about to be killed, they admonished Fir'aun and they told him that basically you only judge in the life of this world, uh, not in the hereafter and that you should fear Allah and that you should seek the hereafter. And so that was where we left off in the previous lesson. So in today's lesson, we're going to continue from that point and take up the story after these events had transpired. So Ibn Kathir, rahimahullah, he then begins to speak about how the people of Fir'aun, once they had seen that the magicians had accepted Islam, they themselves began to incite Fir'aun and you know themselves against Musa salam. So this is what Ibn Kathir says, Rahimahullah. He says, when whatever happened, happened, 
from this great and mighty affair. So this affair was essentially in open, in public, in front of everybody. And those magicians had accepted Islam and they had been obviously defeated. Um, it increased those people and specifically the, the leaders of Fir'aun, the ministers of Fir'aun, the family of Fir'aun, you know, those who are basically in, in power near him at the top. So it only increased them in their disbelief and in their arrogance and in fleeing from the truth. And this, as we shall see continuously in this story, we will learn that on this earth are certain people who despite seeing all of the signs, it is written for them to be upon disbelief. And it is written for them to, to die upon disbelief and to increase in their disbelief and their arrogance. In fact, there are even some which are mentioned in the Quran about whom it is said on Yawmul Qiyamah, they will say that if only you return us back, that we may do righteous deeds. There are some people who will say this. And Allah Zawajal, he uh, says about such people that if they were to be brought back, they would return back, they would simply return back to the kufr that they were upon after having entered the hereafter and gone back again. There are some people who simply will not believe. So we can see that these people now, Fir'aun and his people, in terms of argument, in terms of fitra, they rejected. In terms of sound arguments and reasoning, they rejected. In terms of the ayat, the miracles, the clear miracles that Musa al-Islam showed to them, they rejected. And so this has only increased them at this point in their uh, kibr, in their arrogance, and in their persistence upon their disbelief. Speaking about them, Allah Zawajal, he said in Surah Al-A'raf, so we take up the story in Surah Al-A'raf, وَقَالَ الْمَلَأُ مِنْ, مِنْ قَوْمِ فِرْعَوْنَ أَتَذَرُ مُوسَى وَقَوْمَهُ لِيُفْسِدُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ وَيَذَرَكَ وَآلِهَتَكَ So now the ministers of Fir'aun, they turned to Fir'aun himself and they said to him, are you going to, are you going to leave Musa and his people to create corruption upon the earth and to leave you uh, and to leave you and your deities he said we shall slaughter their children and we shall leave alone their women we shall leave alive their women and indeed we shall be dominant over them Musa said to his people in response, Ista'inu billahi wasbiru. Seek isti'ana, seek aid from Allah and be patient. Inna al-arda lillahi yurithuha man yasha'u min ibadih wal-aqibatu lil-muttaqeen. Indeed, the earth belongs to Allah and he will cause to inherit those whom he wills from his servants and the end outcome is for those who have taqwa. So they said, the Bani Israel said in response to Musa al-Islam when he told them to be patient, they said, we were already being harmed before you came and we are you know, being harmed after you came. 
So meaning it's, it makes no difference. Before you even came to us with, with, with this message, before you came to Pharaoh, we were already being harmed by him. And after that, he's going to continue harming us. So Musa al-Islam said in response, perhaps your Lord will make to perish your enemy and cause you to inherit the earth, to gain authority on the earth. And then he can see how you behave, to see how you, how you act. So on this passage, Ibn Kathir, rahimahullah, he comments, this is in Surah Al-Araf 127 to 129. And Allah is informing about the ministers of Fir'aun. So they are the Umara and the Kubara, you know, the big ministers, the big people, the authority people. They incited Fir'aun to harm Musa al-Islam, to physically harm him and his people. This was the nature of their disbelief. And so instead of making tasdiq, believing after the signs had been shown to them, they actually incited Fir'aun in order to punish and to oppress the Bani Israel, Musa and his people, even further. What did they say to him? This is what they said. They said, أَتَذَرُوا مُوسَى وَقَوْمَهُ لِيُفْسِدُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ وَيَذَرَكَ وَآلِهَتَكَ So they mean, what they mean here is, are you Fir'aun going to just leave Musa and his people to go around commit, creating mischief in our society and to leave you and your gods? And we see in another reading of the ayah, it says, وَيَذَرَكَ وَإِلَاهَتَكَ in one reading, وَآلِهَتَكْ Your gods. In another reading, وَإِلَاهَتَكْ Which means, and, you know, your worship, to worship you. So, in other of the two meanings, what they're basically saying is that, are you going to leave Musa a.s. to call to Tawheed, to call your people to worship Allah alone, and to prohibit your people from worshipping other deities? This is nothing but corruption. So Tawheed to them is corruption. And this is in accordance to their belief. And so what they meant is, are you going to leave him to make people abandon your religion? Or are you going to leave him to make people abandon your worship? So both of these two meanings are in the ayah. So Fir'aun's response was to say, meaning we shall leave alive, uh, their women, we shall kill, slaughter their children, and leave, us, leave, leave, leave alive their women. Indeed, we shall be victorious over them. So now, in the face of this threat, Musa al-Islam, he said to his people, he advises the Bani Israel, قَالَ مُوسَى لِقَوْمِهِ إِسْتَعِينُوا بِاللَّهِ وَاسْبِرُوا He said to his people, make isti'ana, seek isti'ana with Allah, and be patient. And we will see, that with these qualities, with isti'ana and with sabr, we see that Allah actually gave the Bani Israel authority upon the earth. Speaking about them in Surah Sajda towards the end of, of the Surah, Allah speaks about Musa al-Islam and him being given signs. And he says about them, وَجَعَلْنَا مِنْهُمْ أَئِمَّةً يَهْدُونَ بِأَمْرِنَا لَمَّا صَبَرُوا وَكَانُوا بِآيَاتِنَا يُوقِنُونَ that we made from among them leaders who were guiding by our command when they showed patience, a sabr, and they had certainty in our signs. And we shall see from the story, from this story of Musa salam, that there are many things which he advises Bani Israel with. Uh, 
Among them here that we see is al-isti'ana. Among them is as-sabr. From among them likewise is at-taqwa. And so we shall see these things being highlighted as we proceed inshallah ta'ala. And all of this indicates that the one who adheres to these qualities, the one who develops these qualities, he has ilm, he has taqwa, he shows sabr, he seeks aid from Allah azawajal, and so on and so forth, then victory is for such people. So long as they proceed in this manner. And this is one of the things that we can take out from the story of Musa alayhi salam. And so uh, he said to them, commenting upon these verses, Ibn Kathir says, meaning, seek aid from your Lord and be patient in this trial. For indeed, as the ayah continues, Indeed, the earth belongs to Allah. He will cause to inherit it whomever he wills from his servants. And the end outcome is for who? The people of taqwa, the people who display piety and who are fearful of Allah Azawajal. So be you, meaning O Bani Israel, be muttaqeen, so that the end outcome shall be for you, meaning that you shall be victorious. And we see in another ayah in Surah Yunus where the same story is mentioned, وَقَالَ مُوسَىٰ يَا قَوْمِ إِن كُنْتُمْ آمَنْتُمْ بِاللَّهِ فَعَلَيْهِ تَوَكَّلُوا إِن كُنْتُمْ مُسْلِمِينَ He said, O my people, if indeed you truly believe in Allah, then have tawakkal upon him. Place tawakkal upon him, if indeed you are Muslims. So here now we see a tawakkal, another quality being added and mentioned from the qualities of those who want to be victorious, who want to be safe from harm. And then he continues in that same passage, فَقَالُوا عَلَى اللَّهِ تَوَكَّلْنَا The Bani Israel said, Upon Allah have we placed our trust. رَبَّنَا رَبَّنَا لَا تَجْعَلْنَا فِتْنَةً لِلْقَوْمِ الظَّالِمِينَ Our Lord, not make us a trial for a wrongdoing people. وَنَجِّنَا بِرَحْمَتِكَ مِنَ الْقَوْمِ الْكَافِرِينَ And deliver us, save us through your mercy from a disbelieving people. So here, Ibn Kathir goes and explains something that Bani Israel said earlier. They said, قَالُوا أُوذِينَا مِنْ قَبْلِ أَنْ تَأْتِيَنَا وَمِنْ بَعْدِ مَا جِئْتَنَا That we were being harmed before you came to us and after you came to us. Meaning that their sons were being killed before Musa Islam came to them. And now Fir'aun is going to kill their sons after Musa Islam came to them. So... Um, the response of Musa al-Islam was that perhaps your Lord will destroy your enemy and give you authority upon the earth in order to see how you behave, to see how you behave. We see in another ayah in Surah Al-Mu'min, uh, which is uh, the 40th surah, Allah Azawajal, he says, وَلَقَدْ أَرْسَلْنَا مُوسَىٰ بِآيَاتِنَا وَسُلْطَانٍ مُبِينٍ إِلَىٰ فِرْعَوْنَا that we indeed sent Musa with our signs and a clear authority, a sultan meaning here, a clear proof, to Fir'aun and Haman and to Qarun. And they said, this is a lying magician, Zahirun Kadhab. So Fir'aun was the king, the leader. Haman was his minister. 
And Qarun was actually from Bani Israel. He was from Bani Israel. He was upon the deen of Fir'aun. So he was a mushrik, kafir. And he was upon his millah, upon his religion. But he had gathered an enormous amount of wealth. So he had prestige in the court or in the, in the, you know, the, the, the kingdom of Fir'aun. Even though he was from the offspring of, of the, the Bani Israel. So his story shall come later on, inshallah ta'ala. But uh, here we see that these leaders, they, uh, as Allah Azzawajal, he says in the same uh, surah, فَلَمَّا جَاءَهُمْ بِالْحَقِّ مِنْ عِنْدِنَا قَالُوا قَالُوا قُتُلُوا أَبْنَاءَ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا مَعَهُ وَاسْتَحْيُوا نِسَاءَهُمْ وَمَا كَيْدُوا الْكَافِرِينَ إِلَّا فِي ظَلَالِ So when Musa al-Islam came to them from us with the truth, they said, kill the sons of those who believe with him and leave alive their women. And indeed, the plot of the disbelievers is not except in misguidance. So, what we're seeing here now, after those miracles were clearly seen, is that now they are clearly inciting each other, one another, to continue in their oppression, continue in their disbelief, continue in their zulm, and to slaughter the, the offspring of Bani Israel, and to basically enslave their women. And so now they are in this very, very difficult uh, situation and hard situation. So the advice of the Prophet of Allah, Musa alayhi salam, is to say to his people, have sabr, make isti'ana, seek aid from Allah, place your tawakkal, make your tawakkal upon Allah azawajal. And likewise, he himself, Musa alayhi salam, he said, وَقَالَ مُوسَىٰ إِنِّي عُذْتُ بِرَبِّي وَرَبِّكُمْ مِنْ كُلِّ مُتَكَبِّرٍ لَا يُؤْمِنُ بِيَوْمِ الْحِسَابِ He said, indeed, I have sought refuge with my Lord and with your Lord from every arrogant one who does not believe in the day of accounting. So here we now, we see, here we now see another quality. We have isti'adha, seeking refuge with Allah. So see how the prophets of Allah, the messengers of Allah, they were characterized by all of these qualities and these traits. And these were from the ways and means that led them to victory. Reliance upon Allah, not upon their own devices. Seeking aid with Allah. Adhering to taqwa of Allah azawajal. Making isti'adha. Showing sabr. Having yaqeen in the signs of Allah and in the promise of Allah. All these things are what carried the messengers and their people to victory. So he says, I have sought refuge with Allah. This is in Surah Ghafir, the 40th Surah. And this Surah is also known as Surah Al-Mu'min. And this is because of the story of the believer that we're going to discuss next, inshallah ta'ala. So in other words, he said, I have sought refuge in Allah. I have recourse to him. I have sought protection from him. Uh, from Fir'aun, and from his evil, and from whatever he intends, and I, I seek refuge, min kulli mutakabbirin, from every arrogant one. La, and he connected this to disbelief in the hereafter. He said, min kulli mutakabbirin, la yu'minu biyawmi al-hisab. So here's a connection between arrogance, you'll see the connection is made between arrogance and rejection in the accounting on yawm al-qiyamah. You will see from many of these atheists and disbelievers, uh, you will see you will see this 
arrogance manifest from them because they don't believe that they are going to be held to account for their deeds. And someone who doesn't believe this, you will see that in his behavior, in his dealings, in his, you know, he, he, will, he will be prone to having this type of arrogance. If he's given to oppression, to oppress others for his personal benefit, then he will also be given to arrogance. And so here in this ayah, as Ibn Kathir points out, he, the connection between uh, kibr, arrogance, and between not believing in yawmil hisab, in the day of reckoning. So, you can imagine now, this is the situation that is present in the court of Fir'aun. Where these people, in their oppression and their arrogance, they have now decided that they are going to slaughter the children of Bani Israel and enslave their women. And this is just more arrogance and oppression on top of the arrogance and oppression that they already have. So, in this scenario, there comes running a man who is actually a believer who concealed his belief. So this story is taken up in Surah Ghafir, Surah 40. As I said, it's also known as Surah Al-Mu'min after this story. And uh, we see from verses 28 to 29. That a man said, there was a man present and a man, a believing man, from the family of Fir'aun. And he used to conceal his Iman. What did he say? Are you going to kill a man for only saying, My Lord is Allah? And yet he's come to you with clear proofs, clear evidences from your Lord. If he is if he is a liar, then upon him is his lie. If he is truthful, however, then you shall get something of what he is promising you. Because obviously he was admonishing them to fear the punishment and he was inciting them to you know pursue the reward, to believe and pursue the reward. So this believer said that if, if he is truthful, if, if he's a liar, his lie will only fall upon himself. He will only harm himself. And if he is truthful, then some of what he is promising, you will actually receive that. Indeed, Allah, inna Allah la yahdi man huwa musrifun kadhab. Indeed, Allah does not guide the one who is excessive, goes, in ex uh, goes beyond the bounds, and who is a kadhab, who is a liar. Then he continues, Ya Qawm, Ya Qawmi lakumul mulkul yawma zahirin. O my people, this day you have clear authority. You have the power on this day, upon the earth, fil ard. فَمَنْ يَنْصُرُنَا مِنْ بَعْسِ اللَّهِ إِنْ جَاءَنَا Who then will aid us from the punishment of Allah if it comes to us? So this man now has come, and he's come in defense of Musa alayhi salam. And he's spoken out openly, and he's basically revealed his iman. Right? He's now openly let it known that he is a believer, which means that he's potentially subjecting himself to being slaughtered and killed with everybody else, with the rest of the people. So now you can see that this is a, the believer 
is sound in his intellect, sound in his reason, whatever he is saying. He's just confirming the message of Musa al-Islam and he's defending Musa al-Islam and his people and arguing why this is wrong, what they are doing. How can you kill a man for simply saying, my Lord is Allah? So the counter response of Fir'aun is to make two false claims. Two false claims. First of all, he says, I'm only telling you whatever I see. I'm only showing you whatever I see myself. And I'm only guiding you through the true to the right way. Right? These are the two claims, the false claims of Fir'aun in response to this believer. Now Ibn Kathir rahimullah, he explains that this man was actually the cousin of Fir'aun. He's from the family of Fir'aun. He was his cousin. And he used to conceal his faith, his iman, out of fear of, you know, for what they would do to him. And uh, he says that some people actually wrongly claim that he used to be from the Bani Israel. And this is, this is, this is clearly wrong uh, from the wording that we see. وَقَالَ رَجُلٌ مُؤْمِنٌ مِنْ أَلِي فِرْعَوْنَ From the family of Fir'aun. So it's clear that he was from, uh, not from the Bani Israel. But the intent is, Ibn Kathir says, that this man, when he saw that Fir'aun, uh, may Allah's curse be upon him, was about to kill Musa al-Islam and the males with him, and he was determined to do that after consultation with his, with his leaders, then this believer, he feared for Musa al-Islam, the messenger of Allah. So he did not think about himself and his own life, but he feared for the messenger of Allah, Musa al-Islam, and he then opened out, exposed him and himself and his iman, and he began to speak gently and to admonish Fir'aun with at-targhib, what-targhib, meaning to admonish him, to make him fearful, and also to incite him to be, you know, to be, to aspire, to aspire to forgiveness and to belief and so on and so forth. So he spoke a word of truth in this very difficult situation. And so Ibn Kathir mentions the, the hadith here of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu which is uh, authentic. أَفْضَلُ الْجِهَادِ كَلِمَةُ عَدْلٍ عِنْدَ سُلْطَانٍ جَائِرٍ The most superior type of jihad is a word of justice in the presence, in the presence of a tyrannical ruler. And so Ibn Kathir likens what this man did to what was stated in this hadith of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And so this is very different to... Uh, the Khawarij and the Ikhwanis and all of these people that you see in the past and in the present they were present in the time of the Sahaba uh, from, from the Khawarij and they are present all the way till this day of ours the people you know, who sit uh, thousands of miles away uh, behind the computer screens or uh, having been given, given um, uh, uh, taken as refugees or taken as um, what you call them there's a word for them um, uh, asylum, political asylum, right? And they sit comfortable, uh, uh, being provided for by 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 the non-Muslim nations, and they basically, you know, mouth off and say things about the Muslim rulers, inciting them. In you know, even if the Muslim rulers have mistakes and whatever, and they incite them, and then they incite the people against them, and they cause instability and chaos and so on and so forth. That is not jihad. That is cowardice. Uh, that is from the way of the Khawarij. That is from the way of corruption, and that is not from the means of rectification. So that hadith uh, refers to a person who in the presence, 
of a ruler and he's not fearful that he will potentially be killed but he speaks a word of justice and truth and he admonishes the ruler with gentleness with you know with 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 gentleness and with admonition so this is what this believer did and we see that this in fact we see in this whole story of Musa and Fir'aun you see there are many different people from whose angle the story is told so you see there is the great tyrant Fir'aun there is the messenger of Allah Musa salam, within whom there is some weakness in speech and who is strengthened by his brother who is made a minister for him which is Harun salam. we see the situation of the magicians which is told in the Quran we see the story of Haman which is mentioned and likewise the story of Qarun likewise who was swallowed you know the, the, the destroyed and then we have the believer which we are discussing now in the family of Fir'aun then we also have the wife of Fir'aun which is mentioned a believing woman married to a, the biggest tyrant upon, upon the earth and then you have the Bani Israel so we see this amazing story when it is told in the Quran there are many different aspects and angles uh, to it we should always keep that in mind so here we are discussing the believer and so the story is going to focus around this believer and the admonition he is giving so basically this believer now he's standing and he's admonishing Fir'aun for this crime that they are about to commit against Musa al-Islam and the Bani Israel and if you imagine the whole scenario this speech mentioned by this believer as Ibn Kathir says it is because Fir'aun was severe in his oppression in contrast these words were the most just right so in the face of the most evil type of oppression that Fir'aun was about to do this believer when he came out and exposed his iman and he spoke the words he spoke then he spoke with the most just of words and the most just of speech and he did it in order to defend the prophet of Allah the messenger of Allah and uh, he said are you going to kill a man for simply saying my Lord is Allah then this this you know how 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 can you face a man who says my lord is allah with killing and slaughtering rather this this type of man should be honored bil ikram wal ihtiram there should be honor and uh, respect and you know leaving your vengeance and whatever else and especially as the believer said waqad ja'akum bil bayyinat mir rabbikum he has come to you with clear evidences from your Lord so we've seen there were rational evidences the evidence of fitra the evidence of akal the evidence of miracles and signs all of these you've seen yourself and so how can you you know and then he continues that if he is a liar upon him is his lie that will not harm you at all and if he is truthful then you will receive some of the ajar the reward which he has been promising you so how then can you behave with him in this manner so you see how the believer now is being gentle towards these people towards Fir'aun and his people and then he goes on to admonish them he says oh my people 
this day you have the mulk you have the dominion you are in power over the earth you are zahirin upon the earth manifest so he's warning them that this dominion will be taken away from them and it will be like those nations who came before the ones who basically went against the deen of Allah Azawajal, their dominion was taken from them and they were made to be humiliated after their honor and this is exactly what happened to Fir'aun as we shall see due to his arrogance and his oppression and everything which he had of the palaces and the gardens and the trees and his ministers and his ownership everything was completely and utterly annihilated there's not a trace of it left and that's why as we mentioned in the uh, very first lesson that we had that this Fir'aun uh, and, and this Fir'aun that we are speaking about was from the Arabs from the peninsula known as the Amalika, the Amalekites and they conquered certain regions of Sham and Philistine and the top part of Misr and that's where they were destroyed right they were not the Egyptian com you know commonly known as the Egyptian pharaohs and that's why today we do not have any trace of them whatsoever they were completely and utterly annihilated and so this believer he's admonishing Fir'aun from this from this eventual outcome and uh, he says who is going to help us from the the, the, the punishment of Allah when it comes to us so Fir'aun in his response now to this believer's admonition because remember this is now there's a discussion that's going on where the agreement has been reached to kill Musa salam and his people and so this believer now has come and he's spoken out in the open and he's forced Fir'aun to respond Fir'aun says ma urikum illa ma ara wa ma ahdikum illa sabila rashat he made two false claims first of all I'm only showing you what I see I'm only telling you what I know and secondly I'm only guiding you to the right path so as for his two lies first of all as for his first lie I'm only telling you what I see he knows inside with absolute certainty that what Musa al-Islam is calling to is the absolute truth he's already convinced right but it is his arrogance which is preventing him and his fear of the loss of his power that is driving him so he, he knows he is a liar when he says this he knows that Musa al-Islam has come from Allah he's been sent by Allah and that what he brings is the truth as we see in a mention in Surah Al-Isra, Surah 17, 102, 104, when Musa Islam says to him, He said, Indeed, you know, you know that no one revealed these signs except the Lord of the heavens and the earth as evidences and indeed I consider you O Fir'aun to be destroyed to one who is destroyed so Fir'aun desired to uh, remove them from the earth however we drowned him and whoever was with him all of them 
اسكنوا الارض فاذا جاء وعد الاخره جئنا جئنا بكم لفيفا and we said to bani israel live upon the earth when the promise of the hereafter comes then we shall gather you all together and likewise we see in another ayah falamma ja'ahu falamma ja'athum ayatuna mubsiratan qalu hadha sihrun mubin وَجَحَدُوا بِهَا وَاسْتَيْقَنَتْهَا أَنفُسُهُمْ ظُلْمًا وَعُلُوًّا فَانْظُرْ كَيْفَ كَانَ عَاقِبَةُ الْمُفْسِدِينَ So when our signs came to them, clearly and openly, they said this is clear magic. And they denied the signs, even though their souls were convinced out of oppression and seeking authority. So look and see what was the end. of the the ones who may make corruption so this now is a response to the claim of fir'aun these ayat are a response to the false claim of fir'aun that i'm only telling you what i know what i know to be the truth right he knows he is a liar and he knows he's inwardly convinced that musa al-islam has brought the truth as for the second claim wama wama ahdikum illa sabil ar-rashad i only guide you to the path of truth then he's lied as well because first of all he was not upon rashad to begin with he was not upon any straight path to begin with because his what he was upon was shirk and kufr and just imaginations and fancies worshiping idols and things of that nature and then he called his people who were ignorant misguided people to follow him and they obeyed him and believed him and so they entered into kufr as well so how can he be calling to a sabil which is a, a path of a path of uh, guidance So after these two lies, Fir'aun, then he addressed his people, as Allah says in Surah Al-Zukhruf, which is the 43rd Surah, verses 51 to 55, وَنَادَ فِرْعَوْنُ فِي قَوْمِهِ قَالَ يَا قَوْمْ أَلَيْسَ لِي مُلْكُ مِسْرِ So now, these are more of the deceptions and trickery of Fir'aun, 
he addressed his people and he said, Oh my people, do I not am I not the king of Egypt? Am I not the owner of, of Misr? Look at these gardens, look at these these uh, rivers which are flowing beneath beneath me. Will you then not see? Am ana khayrun min hadha alladhi huwa maheen wa la yakadu yubeen Am I not better than this one here who is lowly and he's hardly able to speak Now look at he's now again coming back to these false arguments again and basically saying look at me and all my wealth and all my possession and look at Musa you know he's very lowly and he's able to hardly unable to express himself how can you follow such a person? فَلَوْلَا أُلْقِي عَلَيْهِ أَسْوِرَةٌ مِّنْ ذَهَبْ أَوْ جَاءَ مَعَهُ الْمَلَائِكَةِ مُقْتَرِنِينَ Why is there not, basically why is he not given gold? Why are there not angels who are sent down with him? Right, so now he's making these types of demands. Right, similar to how these atheists, they make these demands. Why can't we see the angels? Why can't we see God? Why doesn't God just speak and make us all here? So we become believers, Right? using these arguments so he's trying to fool and mock the intellects of his people with these false arguments in order to convince them that he is upon the right way that Musa is lowly he's weak he's poor I am the king I have dominion I have rivers flowing beneath me and if he was truthful then angels would have come with him we would see angels with him and we would see gold coming down upon him riches coming down to him from you know from the from the heavens so he belittled the intellects of his people he made light of the intellects of his people and so they obeyed him indeed they were a sinful people so when they annoyed us then we took revenge from them and we drowned all of them likewise in another surah we see the story also told Suratul Nazi'at 79th surah in the second half of the surah Speaking about Fir'aun, when Musa came to him and showed him the great sign, but he disbelieved and turned and disobeyed. Then he turned and then he began to strive. Then he gathered all the people together. And he said, I am your Lord Most High. So Allah took him uh, in vengeance with a vengeance uh, of, 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 you know, uh, the last and the first or the hereafter and the and, and, and the first inna fi dhalika indeed within that is an admonition for the one who fears who fears Allah and then we see in another passage also the story also told in surah Hud the 11th surah verses 96 to 99 we sent Musa with our signs and clear proof clear authority to Fir'aun and his, and his leaders but they followed the affair of Fir'aun uh, 
وَمَا أَمْرُ فِرْعَوْنَ بِرَشِيدٍ The affair of Fir'aun was not something that was straight or upon right guidance. يَقُدُمُ قَوْمَهُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ فَأَوْرَدَهُمُ النَّارِ He will lead his people on يَوْمُ الْقِيَامَةِ and cause them to enter into the hellfire. وَبِئْسَ الْوِرْدُ الْمَوْرُودِ What an evil leading it will be. وَأُتْبِعُوا فِي هَذِهِ لَعْنَةِ وَيَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ بِئْسَ الْرِفْدُ الْمَوْرُودِ So the end of the ayah it says that they will be led into they will be followed by a curse in the life of this world and what an evil what an evil outcome it will be uh, what an evil outcome it will be on 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 that day on yawm al qiyamah so this is surah uh, surah hud verse 96 to 99 then we see so after mentioning all of these ayat ibn kathir says that the intent behind all of these verses is to show the great lie when he said ma ma urikum illa ma ara and when he said, وَمَا أُهْدِيكُمْ إِلَّا وَمَا أُهْدِيكُمْ إِلَّا سَبِيلَ رَشَادٍ When he said, I'm only telling you what I see, and I only guide you to the sabil of Rashad, to the path of righteousness. So all of these ayat which Ibn Kathir mentioned of his outcome in the hereafter is a, is, is a proof that these two statements he made were a great lie. Then he continues the believer, so we're coming back to the believer now who stood in front of Fir'aun. And he said, وَقَالَ الَّذِي آمَنَ بِقَوْمِ يَا قَوْمِ إِنِّي أَخَافُ عَلَيْكُمْ مِثْلَ يَوْمِ الْأَحْزَابِ O my people, indeed I fear for you the likes of the day of those factions who came before. Now he's mentioning the people who came before and who were destroyed. مِثْلَ دَعْبِ قَوْمِ نُوحٍ وَعَادٍ وَثَمُودٍ وَالَّذِينَ مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ وَمَا اللَّهُ يُرِيدُ ظُلْمًا لِلْعِبَادِ Such as the likes of the people of Nuh and Aad, and Thamud, and those who came after them. And indeed, Allah is not one who wrongs his servants. وَيَا قَوْمِ إِنِّي أَخَافُ عَلَيْكُمْ يَوْمَ التَّنَادِ And O oh my people, I fear for you a day on which you will start calling out to each other, meaning running and fleeing and calling out to each other for help. يَوْمَ تُوَلُّونَ مُدْبِرِينَ On the day that you shall turn and flee on your backs. مَا لَكُمْ مِنَ اللَّهِ مِنْ عَاسِمٍ you will have no protector from Allah. وَمَنْ يُضْلِلِ اللَّهُ فَمَا لَهُ مِنْ حَادٍ And the one whom Allah misguides, there is no one to guide him. وَلَقَدْ جَاءَكُمْ يُوسُفُ مِنْ قَبْلِ بِالْبَيِّنَاتِ فَمَا زِلْتُمْ فِي شَكِّمْ مِمَّا جَاءَكُمْ بِهِ That indeed, Yusuf had only just come before with clear evidences, yet you still remain in doubt with respect to what he came with. This part here is a proof that the gap between Yusuf and the leader of the time and Fir'aun was relatively short. It was a short period of time, just generations. Because this believer was reminding the people in the court of Fir'aun that Yusuf had already come to you with clear evidences, but you continue to be in doubt about what he brought back then. So this is a proof that the, the time period is not what the, what the Jews say today that we were in you know, Egypt for like four or five hundred years. This is Kadib. They were only there for about six or seven generations. About 150 years. 100, 100, 100, about 150 years basically. And so he's reminding them of Yusuf Ali Salam 
and what he brought of Tawheed and so on and so forth. And then he says, Until you even said, when Yusuf, when he died, you said Allah will not send after him any messenger. Such does Allah cause to misguide the one who is excessive, oppressive, and the one who is doubtful. Those who argue against the signs of Allah without any authority or proof that has come to them, it is great and mighty with Allah. This is a, a mighty thing with Allah that they should do this. And with those who believe, thus does Allah seal the heart of every mutakabbir and jabbar of every arrogant one and every tyrannical one so ibn kathir comments upon this passage here that we just read that he is warning them this wali of allah is warning them that if they reject the messenger of allah musa salam, that the same thing will happen to them what happened to the previous nations of allah's vengeance and whose stories have been successively narrated generation after generation who came before them from the likes of Nuh and Ad, the, the people to whom they were sent and the people to whom Ad was sent and the people of Thamud and even those who came after them right up until close to their time when their prophets had established the proofs against them and they rejected and they denied and Allah's vengeance came upon those enemies and in contrast, Allah saved the prophets and the messengers and his awliya and so on and so forth. And as for Yawmut Tanad, Ibn Kathir says there are two meanings. One is that they will call out to each other for aid and assistance when the punishment comes and they will have no helper. Or it means that this will be on Yawmul Qiyamah that they will try to flee on Yawmul Qiyamah and they will have nowhere to flee. And so he says, he brings uh, from Surah Al-Rahman, يَقُولُ الْإِنسَانُ يَوْمَئِذٍ uh, Surah uh, Al-Qiyamah, يَقُولُ الْإِنسَانُ يَوْمَئِذٍ أَيْنَ الْمَفَرِّ Man will say on that day, where is the escape? كَلَّا لَا وَزَرْ There is no refuge. إِلَىٰ رَبِّكَ يَوْمَئِذٍ الْمُسْتَقَرِّ you shall be returned and settled in the presence of your Lord. And likewise, in Surah Ar-Rahman, we see that no one will be able to escape on Yawm Al-Qiyamah. Ya ma'ashir al-jinni wal-insi in istata'atum an tanfudhu min aqtari samawati wal-ard fanfudhu la tanfudhuna illa bi-sultan. O gathering of the jinn and men, if you are able to penetrate, meaning to escape the boundary regions of the heavens and earth, then do so. You will not be able to do so except with authority. This is a verse that many people misinterpret. They try to use it to say that this means that we are able to go out and to travel in space and so on and so forth. Rather, this ayah, as is clear from the evidences which come afterwards, the verses which come afterwards, this is speaking about Yawmul Qiyamah, on the Day of Judgment. Meaning that if you think on this day now you are able to escape out of the heavens and the earth, meaning the new altered the changed, the transformed heavens on the uh, heavens and the earth on yawm al-qiyamah 
If you are able to escape outside of these, this region, then try to do so. You will not be able to do so except with, except with authority from Allah. If Allah allows you to do so, or with power from Allah, this is what this ayah is actually speaking, uh, speaking about. So we see from these ayat, clearly no one will be able to flee on Yawmul Qiyamah. And so this is an admonition from this believing man to Fir'aun, to take a lesson from the people that came before, from the Ad and the Thamud and other than them who were destroyed, and they will not escape the punishment of Allah in the hereafter, after the punishment in the life of this world. And likewise, we see another ayah that he brings, and we'll finish with this, inshallah ta'ala. فَلَمَّا لا تركضوا وارجعوا إلى ما أطرفتم فيه ومساكنكم ومساكنكم لعلكم تسألون. So when our punishment came, then they try to flee, and the angels will say, "Do not try to flee now, but return to your luxury that you used to live in before, and in your abodes, in your houses that you that you used to be in before, in order that you may be asked about that which you did." So anyway, this believer, he's admonishing uh, the Fir'aun, and then he told them about Musa alayhi salam. Uh, he told them about Yusuf alayhi salam, who was there present, and how he came to that land, and how he benefited that land in terms of uh, the, the worldly sense, and likewise in terms of the religious sense, because this is the benefit that, uh, that Yusuf alayhi salam, he brought to that land of Misr, how he called the people to Tawheed, how he aided them in, in the famine and became a minister, and all of this, so he reminded them of that, but unfortunately it was from the traits of these people and their, and their offspring, from the, 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 these Fir'auns, that they were uh, in doubt, and they rejected, and they opposed the messengers, and that's why he said that you have not ceased to be in doubt about what Yusuf Islam came to you with. And then when he perished, you said, Allah is never going to send another messenger after him. So this shows that those people, it was from, you know, from their way to be in doubt and to, to be upon, you know, to, to incline towards disbelief. كَذَلِكَ يُضِلُّ اللَّهُ مَنْ هُوَ مُسْرِفٌ مُرْتَابٌ Thus does Allah cause to be misguided the one who is excessive and the one who falls into doubt. Those who argue about the signs of Allah without any sultan, any authority that has come to them. So meaning there are some people who argue against the evidences of Tawheed, against, you know, they don't have any proof, any evidence, rather it is just simply their arrogance, and, you know, so they deceive the people, and it is these types of people whose hearts are sealed by Allah Azza wa Jal, as the believer said, وَكَذَلِكَ يَطْبَعُ اللَّهِ عَلَىٰ كُلِّ قَلْبٍ مُتَكَبِّرٍ جَبَّارٍ Thus does Allah seal the heart of every arrogant uh, tyrant. And so here again, Ibn Kathir says that these two are binding, that when the hearts oppose the truth, and they do so without any evidence, that heart will be sealed. And this is a great danger upon all of the hearts, that when something of the truth comes to you and you deny it, without any proof to deny it, that will now put a seal on your heart. And this is what happened to Fir'aun, who was the greatest tyrant and greatest disbeliever. And then we'll stop at this point, but now we move to the next stage of his arrogance, because his arrogance never ceases. So after the believer said what he said, 
and gave the admonition. Fir'aun now, he wants to make verification. So he says to his minister, Haman, وَقَالَ فِرْعَوْنَ يَا هَامَانُ بْنُ لِي صَرْحًا لَعَلِّي أَبْلُغُ الْأَسْبَابِ O Haman, make for me a structure or a building in order that, may I, that I may reach the ways, the ways of the heavens and so, I, so that I may come upon the God of Musa. But I do think that indeed he is a liar. So this is now the next stage of his arrogance. After all of this has taken place, now he wants to see Allah himself. And inshallah, we'll take up that story, uh, that part of the story in the next lesson. So with that, we'll conclude there for today, inshallah ta'ala, and we'll continue in two weeks' time, inshallah. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, wa sallallahu ala nabina Muhammad, wa ala alihi wa sahibihi ajma'een.